When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking real money. It's time for the last French Friday, at least for a while. Hi, I'm Don. Welcome to Talking Real Money. And today, once again, as uh, we have for the past three Fridays, we have a piece from Dr. Kenneth French, professor at Dartmouth and a director at Dimensional Funds. And in this episode of French Friday, Dr. French shares his ideas, his philosophy on how to best build a portfolio. Most people should use a top-down approach when they build their investment portfolio. The top-down approach starts with a simple observation. The combination of all investors' portfolios is the aggregate market portfolio of all stocks, bonds, and other assets people hold for investment purposes. This means the average dollar invested holds the market portfolio. And if we weight investors by the size of their portfolios, the average investor also holds the market portfolio. The global value market portfolio is really well diversified, doesn't have much turnover, and is relatively low cost. All that's great. But the global market portfolio is probably not ideal for you unless your situation is essentially the same as the value-weight average of all investors. In general, your portfolio should differ from the market because you're different from the typical investor. For example, if you're more risk-averse than average, you should have less than the market's weight in stocks and more in bonds. Besides risk aversion, how might you differ from the average investor? One difference is the country you live in. All countries are in the value-weight average of investors' residences, but most of us live in only one country. Almost all U.S. citizens, for example, live in the U.S., get paid in dollars, and consume things that are priced in dollars. For this and probably lots of other reasons, Americans tend to overweight U.S. stocks and bonds and underweight foreign assets. A large payment that's due soon can be a big difference between you and the average investor. A couple about to close soon on their first home should think about moving the money they'll need from risky assets to short-term treasuries or cash so they're sure it's available. Your labor income might also distinguish you from the average investor. An entrepreneur who built and still owns the lion's share of a large growth company may diversify by tilting her portfolio towards small and value stocks. You might decide to tilt towards small, value, momentum, or any of the other premiums researchers have identified because, given your tastes and preferences, the higher expected returns these stocks offer more than compensate you for whatever downside they bring with them. Or maybe the difference between your preferences 
and the average investors pushes you in the other direction toward lower expected returns and presumably less risk. Your personal tax situation will almost certainly be different from the average investors. Capital gains taxes, for example, might keep you from selling highly appreciated assets that dominate your portfolio. Unless you use some complicated and probably expensive tax management strategy, the best you can do is move back toward the market portfolio by filling in around your appreciated positions. Finally, you may think you're better at identifying over and undervalued assets than the value weight average of all investors. If you are, that's great. Lots of research suggests, however, that after costs, few of us have enough of an advantage over the combined wisdom of all other investors to systematically make a profit. Many of us ignore that bad news. In fact, I've taught enough MBA students to know that confident optimism often overwhelms discouraging evidence, regardless of how compelling it is. In short, when I talk to individual investors about their ideal portfolio, I focus on the important ways they differ from the value-weight average of all investors. Emotions are your worst enemy when it comes to investing. You are not an above-average investor. Trust me, you're not. There are people who do this for a living and don't consistently beat the market. As a matter of fact, there's really no evidence that anybody does consistently. So you got to quit trying. Just follow this basic advice and you're going to be far better off than most people. That's the reality. Being average or just slightly above average is better than almost everybody who tries to game the investing system. If you have questions, please feel free to leave them with us at 855-935-TALK, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, or send them to us through TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. And remember, on Saturdays, we do a show live from 3 to 5 Eastern on a station in Seattle, KOMO. And you're always invited to call us live during the show hours, 3 to 5 Eastern, every Saturday, 855-935-TALK. It's the same number. And if you have a bigger problem, if you are one of those folks who believed they could pick stocks and you know deep down inside you really haven't been particularly successful long term, you, you play games with your own head. Or you're trying to build this right portfolio for you and you're trying to better understand you. Well, sometimes it helps to meet with a fiduciary investment advisor, and particularly if there's no cost, no obligation, and I guarantee you there won't be a sales pitch. Just go to vestry.com, which is uh, the firm that Tom and I started, and set up an appointment whenever it's convenient for you. And one of our advisors will spend the time needed, within reason, to help get you on the right track. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. Tell your friends, family, and more about Talking Real Money, the podcast. And keep listening pretty much seven days a week unless I take a vacation. I'm Don McDonald. Talking Real Money. 
We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.